many, many, many years ago, a young Cherokee brave went to his grandfather. And he went to his grandfather and he asked, Grandfather, why is it that after all of the lessons that you've given me, after all the lessons that, that, that my father has given me, after all of the, the lessons of the tribe has shown me, why is it do I still want to do things that are wrong? Why do I still want to lie? Why do I still want to cheat? Why am I still scared? Why am ultimately I'm drawn to the things that are wrong? And the Cherokee grandfather looked at the young Cherokee brave, and he said, there are two wolves that are in your mind. A good wolf, who's always seeking to teach you the lessons of the tribe, who's always seeking to teach you the ways of your ancestors, and a bad wolf. And they're constantly at war. This bad wolf is constantly looking to discourage you, to make you anxious, to ultimately lead you astray, to cause you to lie, to cause you to cheat, to cause you to steal. Which one do you think wins? And the Cherokee brave, mystified by the image, said, I don't, I don't know, grandfather. And the Cherokee grandfather said these words. The one that you feed. The wolf that wins in your mind is the wolf that you ultimately feed. Now this this story, this analogy I heard whenever I was in Cub Scout, really in Boy Scouts, years and years and years ago. And it, it, it stuck with me. And it's an analogy that I often use with a lot of sailors who come to see me. And it's an analogy that I've used and I've taught a lot of, a lot of you know, khakis and whatnot on how to deal and work with, with ourselves and work with sailors. This idea that ultimately we have wolves in our mind. Whether you like it or not, they're there and they're at war with each other. And the reason why I like this analogy is because it applies and it's really drawn straight from the truth of Catholicism. What does Jesus teach us? He teaches us and he shows us that every single one of us has a guardian angel. An angel looking after us. An angel taking care of us. An angel leading us along the right path. But some of us look at this and sometimes sometimes maybe we even wonder, where is this angel? What is this angel doing? Is he asleep at the wheel? Why is it that I'm so drawn to these bad things? Why? Because, and this isn't in scripture, but this is more common tradition, that Lucifer the prince of of all of the demons, actually assigns us a demon to go after us. Actually assigns us a demon to try and tear us apart. And so that image, that cartoon image that you had watching Looney Tunes, where there's the angel and the demon, is actually a real kind of theological thing. An angel and a demon. And I think we know this. We know deep down inside there's a spiritual war, and angels and demons are fighting over our souls, and their strength is drawn through whichever one we choose, through our will, the one we, if you will, feed, is also the one who wins. And I think we're familiar with this. We're familiar with what happens whenever we feed that bad wolf. We're familiar with what happens whenever we give in to those temptations. We're familiar with these feelings. But how many of us sometimes look and wonder, well, how do we 
feed the good wolf? How do we instead get out of that trap, get out of those jaws and distance ourselves so that we can move and be more confident, be more courageous, be more bold, and be more virtuous in our day-to-day life? And that's where St. Paul's second reading comes into play. In St. Paul's second reading, what he does is he perfectly articulates exactly the dynamics between the good wolf and the bad wolf, the angel and the demon, and the results in how you and I are called to engage in the spiritual warfare and ultimately reject the evil and embrace the good, which is a lot harder than it sounds, at least at first. So what does St. Paul say? He looks at us. And he says, have no anxiety at all. Have no anxiety at all. Now, this is the only mention he gives to anything negative in this entire reading. Anything negative. He mentions anxiety. Why? Because ultimately anxiety is a product of the bad wolf. Anxiety is a product of what you and I have whenever we don't have direction. Whenever you and I are confused, whenever we're lost. Whenever we're in the jaws of ultimately something that's not exactly here to take care of us. Anxiety often stems from this idea ultimately that we're lost and ultimately we have no way out of this mess. A message that comes straight from the pit of hell. And so what does St. Paul do? He looks and says, hey, have no anxiety. But he doesn't just leave it at that. He's, I mean, he, he's, he's a better psychologist than that. I mean, certainly you can't just go up to somebody and say, stop being anxious, and they'll just stop being anxious. That, that, good, give it a try. See how that goes. It doesn't work. But what instead he does, he gives us directions in order to ultimately to ignore the bad wolf and feed the good wolf, to ignore the demon and feed the angel. That's what I want to first point out. Our culture, our life, everything about it, we're all about eliminating mental problems and eliminating evil, all right? There's a problem with that. And you know what the problem with that is? It puts us and it forces us to lock eyes with the bad wolf. And what happens when we're locked eyes with the bad wolf? We start to get scared. We start to get intimidated. We start to get overwhelmed. And guess what? He wins. We have anxiety about it. So what does St. Paul do? He diverts us in another direction. And he says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, prayer and petition. And so that's where it begins. That's where you and I begin on the road to this thing, not called anxiety, but this thing called peace. The peace of God. That's how St. Paul articulates what it means to be in the arms of God, what it means to rest in the arms of an angel, what it means to ultimately feed the good wolf. What he does is in order to feed that wolf, the first thing you have to do is ultimately turn to him, turn to the Lord with prayer, petition, thanksgiving. Prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Ultimately turning to Jesus and actually having a conversation with him. Turning to God and actually talking with him. How often do we know that God is there, but we don't really look at Him? We rather just, you know, deal with all of our problems ourselves. This thing only leads to more problems. What, what St. Paul is inviting us to is to see our problems and then do what? Turn and bring them to the Lord. Give them to the Lord. And then what's going to happen? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that's step one, prayer. Prayer. How are we praying? Are we praying from our hearts? Are we bringing, bringing to the Lord you know, what's actually troubling us? Are we bringing to the Lord all of our petitions, all of our goals, all of our minds? Are we, are we really presenting that to us? Because that's how what the Lord wants. He, that's how He wants us to feed Him. And so that's the first thing, is prayer. The second one is something interesting, something that I actually I found very intriguing. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, gracious, excellent, and or anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. I find that to be incredibly interesting. He encourages us not to simply pray to the Lord, but to also, after we're done praying, to think about good and holy things. Let's be honest, guys. How often are we really doing that? How often are we really thinking about heaven? How often are we really thinking about angels? How often are we really thinking about, about our loved ones? How often are we really thinking about things that are excellent, things that are worthy of praise, great, beautiful things? Probably not a lot. What most of us, or at least me, I'll be honest, I'll just throw myself into this mix, have a tendency to do is think about all the havoc and the confusion and the mess that my life is in. All of these things that ultimately go on, I'm sitting here wondering, what do I do about this? But ultimately, what does that do? It causes us to continue to meditate and lock eyes with and ultimately feed the bad wolf. So what are we called to do? We're called to get our minds out of the gutter and into the arms of God and meditate and pray on what He's done for us. One of the best ways to do this is the rosary. The rosary is not just 53 Hail Marys and 5 Our Fathers. The rosary is where we actually meditate on these good and holy things. Where we meditate on the glorious mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, the luminous mysteries, the joyful mysteries, these wonderful things that Christ Jesus has done for us, as opposed to just constantly thinking of all the terrible things that our politicians have done for us. These are very, very important distinctions that God is inviting us to do, to ultimately reject these thoughts and embrace the good. And then finally, so you got your prayer, you got your thoughts, what's next? Actions. Keep on doing which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, then the God of peace will be in you. That's the beauty of it all. My friends, our actions follow our thoughts. Our actions follow our prayers. Why do we gossip? Because all we have in our heads is how annoying this person is. That's a bad thought. That's the bad wolf. Why do we cheat? Because all we have in our heads is how bad it would be ultimately if we got a bad grade on this test. Not a good thing, all right? Ultimately, what are we called to do? We're called to ultimately have those good thoughts, have those pure thoughts, think about the excellent, and then go and do likewise. And my friends, that, those three things, prayer, thought, and action, that's how you feed the, bad, the good wolf. That's how you feed the good wolf. By ignoring the bad wolf and all of his barking and all of his whining and all of his incessant seductions and need for attention, ignore it. And instead, turn to the good, turn to the Lord, and feed him 
and he will feed you.